Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today we have an interview with Angelina, the angelic alchemist. We really dive deep in her journey with her psychic work, mediumship work, and healing modalities. I always just love hearing everyone's different paths to get to where they are today in this kind of work, and I feel like we can all learn so much from hearing everyone's different stories. There's even a little spooky story in here, so get ready. Also at the end, Angelina does a little reading, a mini reading for me, and passes on some messages, which was really nice and unexpected, and I left part of it in so that you can hear her reading style. Everyone has a different reading style, and I think it's fun for people to be able to hear this. So enjoy. Today we're welcoming Angelina, also known as the Angelic Alchemist, to the podcast. Angelina is a third-generation spiritual medium of Caribbean descent, born in England and raised in Canada. Since the age of eight years old, Angelina has been able to see and connect with spirits. Through years of training at spiritualist temples and with certified mediums, Angelina has developed her natural abilities to help people heal and guide them on their journey of life. So welcome, Angelina, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. So just to start out, can you tell us a little bit about your psychic and mediumship journey? How did you get to where you are today in your practice? Um, yes, I'd love to tell you. It's, it's, it is a long story. <laughs> that is okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start, really. It, it did sort of begin when I was very, very young, about the age of eight years old. I was able to walk up to strangers and tell them their names, their occupation, and how many children they had. And um, I, I, it was just fun for me at the time. I, I, I would do it randomly if I was bored, you know, and um, I made a game of it and was in a way, I guess, developing my skills and not even realizing. I remember one lady vividly, her name was Shirley. She was the only one that really, really wanted to talk to me more about my ability. My mother had stepped into the store, left me in the car with my brother. We were sitting there bored. This is way back in the day when you could leave your kids in the car. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, you know, this woman was walking down the road and I stuck my head out the window and I said, hi, Shirley. She looked at me really shocked. She goes, do I know you? And I said, no. She goes, well, how do you know my name? I said, I don't know. I just do. She goes, well, what do you mean you just do? I go, I just look at you and I think about it and your name came. She goes, well, what else can you tell me? And I said, you're a teacher and you have two kids. So she got real close to the car now, shocked. I think she thought she was on some kind of TV show. She's looking around behind her like, is this for real? And I'm kind of giggling because she's really interested. Um... She said, well, you know, how long have you been able to do this? A few little questions. And then she sort of said to me, maybe you shouldn't do this to strangers all the time because not every stranger wants to know what you know about them. She said, just even for your own safety. And uh, that might have closed me down for a minute, you know? Yeah. But with my journey, my mother and my uh, father, my grandmother, both sides um, were able to enrich and nurture the, the gifts that I have. We all have them, but um, some of us have it boom, bang, bang, right in your face. And um, so, yeah, I would speak to mom about it. My, my friends didn't know about it. I tried to tell them, 
let's let's close our eyes and and see things because it was like one evening just hanging out with you know with my kid friends after school and one of them turned to me and said close our eyes and see what <laughs> you know whatever comes I said when you close your eyes for a minute you know you might see some lights and you might see things that look like stars or you might see some you know colors but after a while we'll see things and well that was it I had no friends after that oh wow so the journey kind of continued with so I'm 60 years old um so I'm talking about things in 1970. So on top of being a melanated um, young girl in the 70s and having to deal with racism, I didn't really want to stand out because I could see people and tell you what was going to happen tomorrow. Part of me buried that um, for a minute. And every now and then, the universe kind of shakes you and wants you to get back on, on path, you know, to your true passion of staying in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing and maybe these were all lessons along the way so that I could be prepared um, but yeah I've been on and off the path since I was eight and here I am you know 60 years old now and I've been on this last path for about the last three years haven't really jumped off so yeah and I cool. don't off nothing's stopping me now yes that's incredible thank you so much for sharing that that's great stories within there you really were born wide wide open it sounds like just ready to receive which is incredible and yeah i think you're totally right sometimes people or and experiences can you know close you up a little bit and um thank you so much for sharing that experience you're welcome Haley. you're welcome yeah so when you decided that you you know, really wanted to pursue these abilities and really step into yourself uh, in this part of yourself. Where did you begin? Um, I did start studying at a spiritualist church in maybe about 20 years ago. There were some lovely mentors there. I don't know if you're familiar with spiritualist churches or temples. Nope. It's sort of non-denominational in a way. And their belief is that life exists on the other side. And they're devoted to helping you believe that and prove that. So they have workshops continually, mentors available continually, you know, energy workshops, as well as your psychic development workshops. And I just dove right in there as first just visiting the church and then realizing that they thought like I did, like does exist on the other side and they had a mission personal responsibilities, a part of that mission. And I, yeah, I just went from mentor to mentor. Um, my mom was also a, one of my mentors from, from I was a young child, right? And my grandmother and hearing the stories from grandma on what words could do, the power of energy and the spirits that she used to see back in the day in Jamaica as a young woman uh, growing up and what she would do to decipher between a uh, high vibrational frequency spirits or a low vibrational distorted negative energy. Um, and in her day, she used the Bible as her defense, as her shields. So uh, yeah, I've had a few mentors along the way. Growing up with 
um, obviously very strong female role models in your life that were also sort of went through the same things as you did. And yeah, can you just uh, speak to that a, a little bit more and what that was like? Um, yeah, certainly. Um, the, the, my mother, my grandmother, uh, my grandmother on both sides. So the nurturing. So I could say to mom, mom, you know, I think I saw a ghost. And she would say, well, you know, what makes you think so? Or what did it look like? Or, you know, and we would go from there and we'd, we'd grow the conversation with this, get deeper. Or mom, I, you know, I was, I was floating last night. I left my bed. I, I was floating in my room. Um, you know, the question, she'd sit me down we'd talk one-on-one. She'd let me know that you are, you're, you're special. She said right off the bat, you are gifted. You were born with this, this extra masking apparently across my face, which um, I guess in the Caribbean or maybe African culture, it means that you can really, really see. And that's why she gave me the name Angela. She was gonna name me Angel. And I just morphed it into Angelina. <laughs> my grandmother, black melanated church within my community in the early seventies. She would teach me the word from the Bible. So I learned the Bible early but questioned the Bible early at the same time. And that wasn't looked upon too well by grandma, who just kind of wanted me to follow the Bible, but Mm. some of it just didn't make sense. And it didn't add up. Uh, it, It just wasn't adding up to me. So, of course, then um, mom encouraged me to, and my father as well, even encouraged me to become more knowledgeable about all of the religions that were out there and to grasp my, what resonated with me would be what resonates with me just and go with that spiritual aspect of knowing that there is a, an omnipresence, a creator, knowing that their life does exist on the other side, that there is a veil, we can communicate we can see, we can hear, we can smell, and, and maybe protection if needed. Uh, prayers, the Psalms were, were used a lot in my, my home, my family home, as uh, protection Psalms um, on a daily. We got up in the morning before we went to bed at night, on our way to school. You know, mom taught me how to maneuver through my dreams. Very cool. At a very young age. Um, what do they they call that something now? What do they call that? Um, like a lucid dreaming, right? Astral travel, yeah. Oh, the, those are two different things, but yeah. yeah. So this was lucid dreaming. She was teaching me in the seventies. I don't even know if there was a title for it then, to tell you the truth, because I wasn't yeah. reading. But yeah, I would have a dream where I felt maybe afraid, um, and she would say, "Okay, next time you feel that dream and you're dreaming and you feel afraid, just say, hey, this is a dream, and you don't exist here." leave or command words were, were, were taught to me on how to control my dream or control the boogeyman or the guy under the bed or, you know, whatever didn't feel right, a, a bad dream. Because I dreamt a lot and she taught me that I was traveling in my dreams. I think I got a lot of information when I was younger, um, traveling in my dreams and that there were other realms and dimensions so I said, well, why are we calling them dreams then? A dream seemed like it was a fantasy and it wasn't really existing when in reality it does exist. 
just in another reality or dimension, timeline. And we are multidimensional beings. And this should be taught to every child growing up. <laughs> just, they should just know so they can um, maneuver themselves in uh, an energetic manner, knowing that there's more to us than the physical and what we might learn in our dream world or the other dimension can benefit us bringing back certain knowledge or information or insight to this realm. Very cool. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you for expanding upon that. I think hearing people's stories of being supported as, as young as you were and everything is, is really fantastic. So were there any experiences when you started this work or even throughout your whole you know, life, uh, you know, at least having one of your feet in the door, almost your whole life here, um, that made you not want to pursue the work that you're doing now. Any experiences, you mean like energetic experiences? Yeah. Energetic or human as well. Well, energetically, I don't think I really had an experience that stopped me from being me, but energetically I've had experience that made me really go like, whoa, what, yeah, yeah, like materialistically, I think maybe I used to think, well, can't, can't get a job doing this. Mm. Back, back then, you just, you just, you know, didn't think it was going to be too acceptable. But energetically, I mean, I can recall being totally spooked, but it really didn't stop me. Yeah. It didn't stop me in a way it, it kind of empowered me more that I thought, really, you think you can scare me away from being my true authentic self? What is it you see in me that you want to, to, to scare away? Let's say, um, an experience I had in the eighties, I felt the presence of something lay into the bed or sit into the bed, the pressure just laid into the bed. Um, and it was roughly 5 36 o'clock in the morning I remember like like looking at the clock the sun was almost going to come up I, I looked at the bed and in the right laying in front of me was this long skinny being and kind of gray no it, it was gray it was very thin but not quite a skeleton but could have looked like a skeleton with layers like layers of skin the head was twice as long as a normal head would be the arms were long like i'm now i'm sitting up at this point i rubbed my eyes i, I looked out the window i looked around the room i needed to say am i awake am i dreaming so mm -hmm. once i realized and tapped in and realized i'm you're awake you're not dreaming looked out the window this thing is still in the bed its arms were long past the knees and the feet actually went out of the bed. That was the first time I've ever spoken tongues. Tongues is what grandma called it. Uh, I think now people are referring to it as light language maybe even. I don't know what I was saying, but I could have interpreted it in my mind. I was interpreting it and it was telling it it had to leave that you do not belong on this realm. I have power over you. It was just a lot of conviction, uh, power words, uh, condemning it, um, strengthening myself with the power and the love of God Almighty. And, and then it sort of sat up in a way 
that I can't even describe a body could do because it didn't sort of sit up at the waist. It just sort of went like that. Mm -hmm. And see, it kind of just went like that and then straight through the wall. And I called mom, I called grandma, then we had everybody in the house. The house was cleansed, the house was blessed. We, we did what we did to make sure that energy wouldn't come back into my space and to keep me protected from that, that entity, that being. Only to 20 years later, read that few people are writing and speaking about what they call the, the tall man or the thin man, that they actually exist. Spooky. <laughs> oh i have goosebumps Ooh. wow kind of, it kind of kind of was um my grandma said to me it's because i'm such a light and they know they they meaning the well evil bad negative little distorted energy there's always a battle between i don't good and evil i don't like to use those words because it's it sort of is what it is you wouldn't have one without the other but if they see that I was on a path of wanting to do, yeah. um, so that's was one of the tests, but it's, um, yeah, big one, very spooky. And I think what you mentioned about like, yes, when there's sort of this negative energy and it can totally see like how bright that you shine and it doesn't want you to shine so bright. So it keeps tries to keep you dim it tries to keep you afraid of doing that work yeah totally thank you so much for sharing that what a story <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be writing a book there's uh, there's there's so much mm -hmm. there's a lot out there there's a lot of information that uh, I'd love to to share and so somebody else can you know learn from it as well yeah, absolutely. I think the more voices in this space, lifting people up, helping learn, the better. So yeah, I would totally read your book. <laughs> so let's, on a more positive note, what are some of your favorite things about the work that you do? I, I really enjoy raising the vibrations of people, helping them become more aware and conscious of the fact that they are more than a physical being. It's positive to see them releasing pain trauma there there's a, a full healing happening i'm not just the psychic medium right because i do i have many healing modalities under me as a nurse the aromatherapy the reflexology the shambhala the reiki the ancestral trauma releasing um and i combine it all in, in the crystal bowls and then we give messages on top so it's just a whole big picture raises their vibration and i'm trying to wake them up uh, i'm really just trying to wake them up to not just spirit, but even spiritual warfare, even to what is going on right now. I don't even know if you want to get into that because this, this, what transpired took place with the virus and a vaccine. I saw that when I was about 17 or 18 years old. And, and even talking about it, you know, you know, you know, you know, when you're an empath, you just, you feel, you just, mm -hmm. you and you've got to know when to block certain energies and say it's not mine to take on. Um, but at around the age of 17 or 18, I saw this. And, and at that time, I thought, I'm going to be a nurse because I wanted to be the, the ones that were helping the people heal because I knew there was going to be some type of a rebellion that not everybody was gonna openly 
accept what the government was telling them. So my, yeah, it's wild. I think I lost my train of thought. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. So we were just kind of talking about, you know, some of your favorite things about your work. And I would love to just get in a little bit to like raising your vibration. And do you have sort of a, for somebody who's sort of first hearing that phrase, what does it mean to you? And then what are some things that people can do in their, even their daily life that can help them raise their vibration? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, singing, dancing, uh, raises vibrations, music, movement. Um, you can meditate, listen to even a guided meditation that is geared towards raising your vibrations and it might uh, have to deal with even your chakras and getting some cleansings there you raising your vibrations is one aspect but being grounded as well is very very important um you know it depends on why the individual wants to raise their vibrations are they raising their vibrations to become more aligned with their higher self or are they raising their vibrations to connect with spirit world and do work on the metaphysical level or are they just raising their vibrations because they feel depressed today and they just want to cheer up so there's many different ways of raising vibrations and i i like to use ohms I will chant a lot of ohms. And I'm, I'm a dancer. I studied modern jazz ballet. It was a form of me raising my vibrations as a child. And I found that it was almost magical <laughs> in some aspects, dancing ballet in, in my parents' huge you know, rec room and, and then sitting down after and just sitting with myself and feeling the music go through my body. Yeah. I, I love the idea of singing and dancing as raising your vibration, because I also think it helps you be also in your body and grounded in a way. So I feel like it really sort of keeps you connected to the body, but also helps you raise and both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Drumming as well. I find raises vibrations, very translate with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So when somebody books a reading with you, what are some of the things that you do to prepare for a reading? Mm, good question. I like to make sure I have been meditating on a regular before I do a, a reading. Uh, meditation helps me to raise my vibration so that I am connecting to the universe, to source creator, to bring in uh, messages from the other side. Um, just before the reading, I might cleanse my hands, sage my space, and I cleanse my hands with Florida water. I will hold crystals um, before I get into a meditation, uh, into a, um, and I, I, I ask, and then I have to I, I reaffirm too, I got to give myself affirmations that, yes, I can do this, because Sometimes, you know, uh, I get in my own way and I, I block myself and then nerves get there and oh, oh, can I do this? She wants an hour. She wants, she wants me to bring in her grandmother and, and then I'll doubt myself, but I, I've got to remove that and, and remember who I am and that I'm going to be bringing forward messages for their highest and best self um, messages that are loving and healing um, that they need to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. I think a lot of people, myself included, can definitely relate to that. The doubt moment. Um, that's just, you know, for me, it sounds like 
why do I think I can do this? Or, you know, and, you know, so yes, totally can relate to that. Um, You mentioned Florida water. It's something that I have never used. And I'm just interested, like, what is Florida water and what are some of some of its uses? Well, I know the original Florida water came from down south. That exactly where now, but it is used for almost anything spiritual to cleanse, clear, remove negative energy, to raise your vibrations, to keeping you protected. So I will splash some in my bath if I'm having a ritual bath to cleanse away negative energy, like a full moon ritual. Um, I'm removing, I'm wanting to release. You can put it in your uh, uh, wash water that you're when you wash your floors to cleanse your home as well occasionally I might take the whole bottle just do a splash splash in corners of the the home if I'm going to a home to do a cleansing as well to change the energy there so I I believe in it so therefore it is it works (laughs) yes great great phrase I love that very cool. Is there anything that you do when you're finished a reading, you're done with a client? What do you do to sort of close off and, and finish that reading? I like to put my hands in the air and say, thank you. I'll bow to my client, put my head down and I honor, honor my, my client, that the sitter that was there. And mainly I'll give thanks a lot. Um, then I'll wash my hands again with Florida water to, to cleanse that. And usually that sort of shuts the door. I don't normally shut a door, shut a door so that I'm not continually getting spirit messages. Um, but occasionally I still want the next day might get uncle Bob still popping back in. Yep. And then I will, it all depends on the day. Sometimes I'll say, you know, uncle Bob, no, not right now. We can't, we can't. And if he continues, then I'm going to DM whoever it was and say you know what i sorry but i need to follow up here it is uncle bob was saying that 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 and i had to tell you because he's been nudging me for the last couple of days and now now the door is closed sort of type of thing and then then bob won't come back but i don't really don't really close that i think usually when i say thank you to the universe to god to my angels to my ancestors to my spirit guides my higher self that usually does the job unless i wasn't quite finished wow the myth i would like to dispel is that it's not all negative and evil work and you know some people think oh psychic she's doing something evil there she's she's a witch and like 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 even like witch is bad you know um i i don't put myself in a box I'd, i'd rather call myself a goddess but i am that i am that i am um that is a myth. Uh, a myth I'd like to dismiss is also that there was only a few prophets as per the Bible. I, I, don't, I don't believe in that because I think we all have the gift to be able to see and to hear and to give that message forward. So long as you are ensuring that you are getting your messages from the highest source as well and not communicating with a trickster a trickster spirit or energy. What are some ways that people can ensure that they're receiving from the love and light and from the highest good? You can use a pendulum to douse and ask. Um, Ensure first that you're charged with your pendulum. That pendulum is yours. If you're going out to buy a brand new one, sage it, cleanse it, um, charge it up, you know, by holding that in your hand for 
some days, nights, making sure that it's connecting with you. Then you want to confirm a yes and no answers with your pendulum. Then you want to ask, is this my higher self? At least this is what I do, this is my practice. I will ask, is this my higher self and see which way it's, it's, it's swinging. So if it swings, yes, great. Then I will still say, show me a yes and show me a no. So I've double checked it. So it's still a yes, so I know now it's my higher self I'm connecting with this pendulum. And then I can ask anything I want to with the, the pendulum. Did that answer that or? Yeah, I think that's a great way. I think it's a great a reminder too that people can pull tools to help themselves confirm what they're receiving. Um, because sometimes it's it's can be, you know, your ego gets in the way or yeah, you have, you know, further questions. And I think using a tool can be really helpful in that. I don't have a pendulum myself, but I do really want to get one. So maybe I'll have to have to get myself one. Right. Yeah. 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 Just tap in with yourself. There's muscle testing. Um, you know, sometimes trickster energy has a face, you know, and if the face yeah. doesn't look pleasant, you know what an unpleasant face looks like. Right. Um, ensuring that when you say to somebody, you know, the light be with you, well, which light? Because there is light with the highest loving God, but there is also light in the dark so some of the newer witches or goddesses the little young 13 14 15 year olds and i'm not trying to condemn them i'm glad they're wanting to learn i love that but they really i feel need to ensure that they're not just diving in without protection and ensuring in some way that they're not playing with the wrong light you know do you remember the movie poltergeist I, so I remember it, but I don't watch any scary movies because I'm a big baby. Like I am very scared of all of it, but <laughs> I do remember, I think seeing like some commercials for it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it had a good little clip in there, but come to the light. It was a scary little old lady come to the light and she was as evil as fuck. But anyhow, yeah. So you got to watch which light you are playing with because it, it, everything's a balance. Yin and yang, uh, left and right, up and down. So why do you think this work is important? I think it's important. It's important because, you know, you're remembering who you truly were. This work reminds you that you are more than the physical self. It reminds you that there is there's just so much more going on than meets the eye. It's important because it helps uh, some individuals go through their pains or their trauma. It might cause you know, allow them to have closure if they had a recent passing of a loved one. They now know that their loved one isn't gone, you know, that there is really no such thing as death. There's energy that has just transformed into another form. I, I think it's important because when the creator gave us free choice at the end of the day, we were to remember who we were so that we can come back to soar in the purest form. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful answer. Very important. All of it. So the last question we have for the interview today is what is something that anybody who's listening can do in their daily life to open their door up a little bit more to their natural abilities? They want to open their door to their natural abilities. They should first find out why, what is the reason they want to 
So once they've decided they know exactly why, and maybe they, they feel like they're even being pushed into it because it's a path that's chosen them. They're not even really choosing it. It is a part of their destiny. And it's been a part of their past lives, probably. And there's been a reawakening, but they want to dive into it deeper. Meditation to me has always been key. Praying, but also affirming. Praying, I pray not with asking like I'm unsure. My prayers are like it happened now. It's more like a thank you prayer. So if they find their passion as well, it will help them open the door. So if they're maybe really attracted to crystals, then go and read more about crystals. If they are really attracted to ancient Egypt, then go and um, dive into comedic spirituality and the robots and that others there's they liked fairies dive into fairies they like greek mythology but all of that will eventually open the doors for them because there's lessons along the way that they they needed the door won't won't just open and sometimes the door opens for people that don't even want it open <laughs> yep <laughs> yep 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 that was me in the beginning yep. so yeah I get that yeah yeah um, so yeah that's I think let's see meditation ohms mantras um some change your friends too if they're really interested they know it was their passion they feel it it's right there they can taste it but it could be the energy that's around them and it could be their friends and if their friends are already doubting them or their friends are wanting to club it and drink all the time and I'm not judging because I've been there and I've done that. Like I said, I'm 60. I've done it all twice if I liked it. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> changing friends, finding the right tribe. Once you let go one set of friends, connect with uh, like-minded people that are sitting in groups, that are meditating, that are wanting to elevate their vibrations and us also finding um, a mentor. And you'll need more than one mentor along the journey because one alone will teach you so much. And then you'll find that you'll need another one as, long as, as you go along. And well, spirit guide, that one just came to me. Connecting with your angels, that one also came to me. So that will help open your doors for psychic mediumship or oracle card readings. Just ask, where's my spirit guide? I'd like to meet my spirit guide. Close your eyes you know, connect with your angels, ask angels, please come now. I'd like for your assistance because I'm going to open the doors. Just affirm it, demand it. Fantastic advice. So if listeners want to find you for a reading or find you on Instagram, where can they find you? On Instagram, I am angelic one touch and that's uh, the number one sign. There's no underscores. Please be careful. There's been so many scam accounts out there for me right now. So it's Angelic One Touch on uh, Instagram and the Angelic Alchemist on Facebook. Yeah, by all means, I would, uh, sure, follow me, hit me up, let me know you heard the podcast, you have any questions, just holler at me, I will be there for you. I've got oils as well to raise your vibrations. I do the candles, fixed intentional for any of your manifestation needs, but you also got to be able to do your work. You know, you can't light a candle and expect it to just work like that. So, yeah. 
Great. Awesome. Yeah. I'll link everything also in the show notes so people can easily find you and not be finding scam accounts on Instagram. They are rampant these days. It's crazy. It is terrible. Yeah. But Angelina, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. I want to thank you for having me on this podcast, Haley. You're wonderful. I love your energy. I love your energy. Did you want a message at all? Well, sure. Why not? Sure. Okay. No, I shouldn't say it like I'm scaring you because I love you. (laughs) It's the quick, quick, quick little energy message that came through. And speaking of energy, it is what I'm feeling right now. And I'm actually seeing something that looks like lightning bolts around your head. Okay. So energy is coming to you. Are you, are you open to receiving? Are you doing some kind of crown chakra work right now? Not that I know of, but I have been having a lot of stress from work. I'm wondering if like that might be connected to that. Could very well be zap, zap, zap. Okay. Zap, zap, zap. Other than that, you were filled with so much love and light. Keep flapping your wings. I see like fairy like wings, angelic wings behind you. Keep moving forward. Okay. You've got a lot of loving energy around you. And I'm blessed and honored to be in your company right now. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And remember, don't be afraid to open your door.